Thank you for listening to the Pursuit Church podcast. This is more than a podcast. Pursuit Church is a movement to connect to Jesus and make a difference. If you need prayer or would like to financially support our mission, reach out to us online at PursuitChurchSA.com. Now grab your headphones and get ready to dive into this week's message. I am really excited to be up here to be able to share this message with you. It's been a minute, and um, you know, I've been, I've been struggling. I've been struggling lately. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what you're always going to get from us. You're going to get honesty and real, and if you're not into that, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that's the way we are. We're just going to share it the way God gives it to us, and you know, lately, I've been struggling. I've been struggling a lot with distractions, and I know why. (laughs) The enemy didn't want me to come up here today and bring you this word that I pray is going to encourage you and is going to give you hope. You know, I've been, I'll be reading my Bible. Maybe some of y'all know how this feels. You know, you read your Bible, you're sitting there reading it and you're, you're trying to get right with the Lord and you get a distraction. You know, for me, I look up and I see a squirrel on the bird feeder. Next thing you know, I'm headed to the closet looking for my air gun. And I'm like, I'm going to have distractions. These little distractions, those are the silly distractions. But, you know, you'll be in the middle of praying. And for me, I got distracted. I'd be in the, in the prayer room lamenting before the Lord and get distracted. You know, and even as I was preparing for this message to bring to y'all today, distractions, one right after the other. And they weren't petty little things. They were actually big things that I needed to deal with. And some of them were ministry things that I know I need to do. And you know what I had to do? Every single time there was a distraction, I had to push back against that, y'all. I had to literally fight in some moments to be able to stay in that moment with God. And you're going to have to do that too, y'all. I'm going to encourage you right now. And tell you, you can do that. You're going to have to do it. Because you know why? The enemy doesn't want you to be focused on the things of God. That's the last thing he wants you to be focused on. He wants you distracted. So he's going to send distractions to you just like he's been doing to me. you got to fight back. Don't let the devil bully you. He's a bully. Don't let him do that to you. Push back. Fight back. Because you're going to need the word of God to deal with some of the stuff that we have to deal with in this life. Fight back. Fight back. You can do it. And you want to know why? Because God is with you. Emmanuel, that means God is with us. God is with you. And even if you're not a believer, God is still with you. All you have to do, if you're trying to do the right thing, all you have to do is cry out to God, and he'll be your lifeline. That's a fact. He will, because he's right there with you at any given moment. And you know, the holiday season is the most beautiful time of the year. It is a very beautiful time of the year. But it also can be a little hard for some people. And the devil, I promise you, did not want me coming up here today and encouraging you. And that's why I had to push past all those distractions, because I got some good news to share with y'all today. I bet you y'all could use some good news, right? I know I can use some good news. And I want to tell you that no matter what you're facing right now, God is with you. He always has been, and he always will be. And this final message in our series, Christmas Carols, is one of hope and encouragement. And this beautiful Christmas carol that we just sang, 
It was a really neat rendition of it, but it was a beautiful carol, and it says, O come, O come, Emmanuel. That carol is filled with hope, a promise of hope, hope of a promise, and then the promise fulfilled. Emmanuel means God with us. And in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, a promise was given, y'all. Isaiah told the Israelites, he said in Isaiah 7, 14, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. You see, the Israelites were struggling. They were really struggling. And they had so much that they were battling. And Isaiah came to give them hope, a word from the Lord that God was sending them a deliverer. Someone that would ransom them, ransom them, the captives. You know, when you're in chains of bondage, you're a captive. Isaiah was telling God's people, he's bringing you a deliverer and he's going to bring unity and peace in a divided world. Does that not sound like what we're dealing with right now? Some of y'all are captive in chains. Maybe it's distractions. Maybe it's something else. There's a lot of division and disunity around us. God sent a deliverer. He made a promise in the book of Isaiah. And you know what? In the New Testament, in the book of Matthew chapter 1, we see his faithfulness because we see that promise fulfilled. Matthew 1, starting in verse 21, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill What the Lord had said through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah, back in the Old Testament, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isaiah prophesied about a deliverer. God is with us. He's coming. Matthew tells us he's here. He's here now. Hallelujah. He's with us. However... There was a waiting period. Over 700 years, y'all, the Israelites had to wait. Some of them never saw. 700 years of waiting between the promise and the fulfillment. Sometimes you got to wait on God. Sometimes you got to wait on God. You got to be steadfast. You got to keep praying. You got to keep believing. You got to wait on God. Trusting that he is faithful, that he will do what he said he's going to do, that he's going to come through. Sometimes you got to wait on God. And I can guarantee you somebody in this room knows exactly what I'm talking about. Some of y'all been waiting on some stuff. And some of y'all were waiting and you saw it fulfilled. Right? And you know what? You're not the same person you were when you first started waiting. No, because when you've been sitting there praying and believing and waiting on God and you see him come through, that changes you. And even before, before you see him come through, that waiting, pressing into him, that's going to change you. It's going to change your perspective. It's going to change your heart. Sometimes we got to wait on the Lord. That's what the scripture says. When you're waiting and you're waiting for God to keep his promises, maybe to heal you. Maybe to break some chains of addiction. Maybe to free your mind from some tormenting thoughts. You ever have your mind racing so much? You're just like, God, I need you to free this up. You've been waiting on that. 
Maybe to bring home a wayward child. You thought it was too late. You thought that kid was too far gone. And you waited and you prayed and you believed and you trusted God and he brought it all out to be. You know what that joy is like. You know what that's like. God is faithful and he will come through. You know, King David knew this. In Psalm 41, he wrote about this. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. God is faithful, y'all. He promised us a savior and Jesus came. God is faithful. He would never leave you or forsake you. He said that and guess what? Jesus came. You know, you have to understand the power of what that really means. A savior with us, God with us. Look, before Jesus, the only way people could have their sins atoned for was a whole situation. It was this whole thing they had to do. And individuals couldn't do it. No, no, no. They weren't good enough. Ooh, I'm so glad he gave us a savior that says we don't got to be good enough. In those days, the Israelites had to wait once a year, once a year, the high priest would go and he would get this sacrificial perfect lamb. He would take it behind this veil in the temple, the veil in the temple. Hang on to that. He would take this lamb and spread the blood all over the altar in the temple to atone for the sins of the entire nation. It wasn't an individual thing. It was for everybody. And this happened only once a year, Yom Kippur. It's the Day of Atonement. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about that. You know, when you sin and you know you sinned, you know how you feel? There's this guilt, this shame, regret. These people had to deal with that for an entire year until the Day of Atonement. That's heavy. They carried guilt and shame and sin for an entire year until the high priest made a sacrificial atonement for the whole country. But once Jesus came, y'all, that veil was torn, top to bottom, torn, done away with. There is no barrier now. There's no veil. We don't have to wait a year for a special day to come around to be forgiven. We don't have to go through some man to get to God. We can go straight to the throne room of God because of Jesus Christ. It's personal. It's direct access to the creator of the universe because of what Jesus did on the cross. You got to understand that there would have been no sacrificial atonement death on the cross had it not been for the birth in the manger. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Emmanuel is here. God is with us. You know, I know sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. You know, maybe you're grieving, you're struggling, and you know, you you feel like you're all alone. You just can't really grasp that concept. But I came here, friend, to tell you three things about God, and I pray that you will truly believe, let it get from your, heart, your head to your heart and believe and know that God is always with you. God has always been with you and God will always be with you. God is with you. That's the first thing I want you to know. King David tells us in Psalm 139, starting in verse seven, he said this, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, that's hell, you are there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. King David wrote that, and he was a man of war. King David was a man of war. He was always battling something, either in the physical or in his mind. He spent his entire life fighting, yet he came to understand what I want you to know today. God is always with you. In heaven, he's there. When you're going through hell, God is there. You can't outrun God. You cannot outrun God. There is nowhere that you go, he's not there. You can't outrun God. He's always there waiting to lead you and to help you. And you know, I know somebody in here, somebody, you may be struggling to believe that. Maybe you don't really believe in God. Okay, I understand. Okay. And there's some Christians here, you're struggling to believe that. You felt God before, you know he's real. You know he's real. You've felt him move in your life. You've seen his hand move in your life. But you're kind of wondering, is God really with me all the time? Because, you know, sometimes you just don't feel him. You know, you pray, you read the word, you just don't feel him there. There's no goosebumps. You're not emotional. You just don't feel his presence. And, you know, I know there's other people in this room, and you're struggling right now. It's hard for you right now. You're in a hard place. Christmas is hard. This time of the year is difficult. I get it. And you know, I think it's because the holidays tend to magnify. They magnify the good and they magnify the bad, the sad, the memories. They magnify the memories. And maybe some of you, you know, there's somebody missing right now. Somebody's not here anymore, either through death or divorce or broken relationship, and it's heavy. Your heart is heavy. Something's missing. Some of you, I know some of you, maybe you're facing a health issue or a financial crisis or a relationship crisis, and you just don't feel God in any of that. And maybe, maybe some of you here have done some things you're not proud of, and you've got this guilt and this shame and regret, and you don't even see how God would want to be with you. However, when I say that God is with you, I pray that you will know deep down in your heart that he really is with you, no matter what you're dealing, no matter how you feel, he really is with you. Turn with me to Luke chapter one in the New Testament, and we're going to read verse 27. And I want to show you something here. I want you to see the love of God in this one simple verse. You see, God was about to send an angel to a teenage girl, a young girl, to give her some really heavy news. And he knew that fear and uncertainty, that was probably going to come upon this young girl. She was about to experience that. God knew, and he knew she would need some reassurance. So he commanded the angel to tell Mary, greetings, you who are highly favored, highly favored. The Lord is with you. The very first thing God wanted Mary to know is number one, he chose her. She is highly favored. And number two, he was with her. You see, God had a plan for Mary's life and it wasn't going to be an easy thing for her to do. It wasn't going to be easy, y'all. And you know, let me just tell you, when God chooses you, 
You're highly favored, but it's not always going to be easy. But he will be with you. He will be with you. And a lot of things that we walk through in this life are not going to be easy. But we can know that God is with us. He's with us with the good, the bad, the difficult. Even if you're not yet a believer, God is still with you. That's right. I'm going to say it again and for the back. Even if you don't believe in God, he's still with you because you know what? His existence doesn't depend on our belief. Mm -mm. Revelation 1.8 says that God is in the beginning and the end, the one who is and was and who is to come. And if you are a believer, God is with you too. And not only is he with you, he's also guiding you, leading you, encouraging you, and comforting you when you need it. God gives his people a beautiful promise in Isaiah 41.10. He says that if you're a believer, you don't have to worry or fear or be anxious. God is with you. He will give you strength when you need it. He will help you. He will hold you up so you don't fall. And you know, in 1 Peter 5.7 in the New Testament says, we are to cast our worries, cast our cares on God. Why? Because God cares for you. Emmanuel is our wonderful counselor. Isaiah 9 refers to him as that. Emmanuel, God is our wonderful counselor. When you don't know what to do, you have Emmanuel. Emmanuel is our prince of peace. When your thoughts are running and racing and you're worried or afraid or depressed or anxious, Emmanuel is the prince of peace right there. Emmanuel is our mighty God. His power and his might saves you, lifts you up from whatever mess you get into. Just got to reach for him. He's a mighty God who saves you and then he protects you. Emmanuel, God with us. The second thing I want you to know is that God was with you. In the Old Testament, there's a story in the book of Daniel and it's about these three young Hebrew men that were actually friends of Daniel. Their names were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And at that time in history, the king of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, had ordered that the entire nation was going to bow down to this false god that he had made up, right? And if you didn't do it, you were going to be thrown into this fiery furnace and burned alive. That was an edict that the king of the nation made. Whoo, y'all, look around. Look around right now. You're going to have to stand on some things, y'all. You need to stand on some things right now. Despite what everybody else is telling you to do or what's normal or what's... mm -mm, you got to stand on some things and you need to stand on the word of God. It is true. It is yea and amen. It's the same. It never changes. But let me get back to my story. So anybody who didn't fall down and bow down to this false God, they were going to be thrown in this furnace and burned alive. Well, you know what? These three men refused. They refused to worship any God but Yahweh. That's God Almighty's name, Yahweh, the one true God. It's actually on my shirt, Yahweh. Anyway, they refused. And when the king found out about this, he was furious, mad. And he ordered, he said, you know what? Soldiers, go get those three men, bring them over here, turn that furnace up seven times hotter and throw them in there. How dare they disobey me? That's what happened. Let me just stop here for a second and tell you something. I want you to know that when you stay true to God and you obey God, despite 
what everybody else is doing, things might get a little hard for you. The heat's going to get turned up. But let me encourage you. God sees it all, and he's going to be there for you. He's already there for you, cheering you on. That's who he is. He sees it all. He's going to be there. He's not going to let that destroy you. Not when you're doing what he wants you to do. God is not going to let somebody take you out when you are serving him and doing what he's told you to do. Look at what God did for these three men when they refused to compromise despite all the pressure. Daniel 3. Daniel chapter 3, starting in verse 25, it says, King Nebuchadnezzar said, Look, I see four men walking in the fire. I'm sorry, didn't they put three in there? No, no, no. He saw four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth, this is what the king said, he looks like the son of the gods. He doesn't look like a regular dude. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. How did he know that? Amen. He recognized. He saw, whoa. I only put three in there. There's four. Whoa. Yeah. And then all the people that were around them, they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies nor was the hair on their head singed. You know, you curl your hair sometimes, it burns it up. These people were in a furnace, a fiery furnace meant to cremate a body, and their hair wasn't even singed. Their robes were not scorched, and they didn't even smell like smoke. That's God. You talk about a powerful God. Somebody, God is going to get you through that fire. You stand. Stand on his word. Do what he told you to do. Don't worry about that fire because you know what? God's going to protect you from harm. He's not going to leave you. That's the God we serve. That is Emmanuel, God with us. Hmm. And I want you to notice something. I want you to notice something about this verse. God didn't deliver the men from the fire. God was with them in the fire. When you go through that bad breakup, God is with you. When your job got eliminated, God was there. When your child got off course and you didn't think they were ever going to get back. When your marriage ended, when your loved one died, it might not have felt like it in that moment, but God was with you. He was with you. Seven years ago this week, My mom died four days before Christmas. I said I wasn't going to get emotional. <laughs> All right, y'all just have to bear with me. Four days before Christmas in 2016, I got a phone call from my brother telling me that my mom had died. <laughs> and when I heard those words, I just handed the phone to Pastor Bob. I can't deal with this. And I went straight to my room. I have a giant closet and there's this folding chair in the back of my closet and I went straight to my prayer closet y'all because that's all I could do that's all I could do in the moment and I didn't even know what to say I didn't have any fancy prayers I didn't have any I had nothing but a deep pain in my heart a burning in my heart that my mom was thinking be there we were supposed to go see her the next day the day after I got that call 
and there was so much pain and hurt, and I didn't know what to do, and I knew all of it was going to fall on me because my, my brothers was crazy. So I just knew there was all these things in my mind racing through my mind and the loss, and I didn't have any words, y'all. I didn't have any words to bring to God. And you know what I did? I cried out one name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all I could say. That's all I could muster up. And that's why you will hear me tell you over and over and over. If you can't say anything, one name, Jesus. It's the name above all names. It's the name above grief. It's the name above sadness, the name above torment, addiction, divorce, death. The name above all names is powerful. And it is mighty and mighty to save you in whatever you're in. And you know, Pastor Bob, God bless his heart. He didn't even bother to come in there. And I was in there a while, y'all, a long while. You know why he didn't come in there? Because he knew what I'm telling you right now. When you are overcome by something, say the name. That's all you need. That's all you need. You need God because he's with you. He's with you right now. How many times in your life, and I want you to think for a minute, how many times in your life have you known beyond the shadow of a doubt that God was with you in that moment? Think about it. Go back to those moments and remember when God was with you because you know what? You're going to need to remind yourself the next time you're facing something hard. You're going to need to remind yourself that God was with you then and he's not with you right now. He's going to be with you right now. He's going to be with you later too. When everyone else has abandoned you, left you holding the bag, God didn't. He was still there. He was still there. Remember these moments. And when hard things come up again, call upon that same God, Emmanuel. Call upon the name above all names, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God is with you now. God has always been with you. And God will always be with you. The third thing I want you to remember, know beyond the shadow of a doubt, is God will always be with you. Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 35, it is so powerful. And I want to read these words out loud to you. And I want you to read them when you're facing hardship. I want you to read them out loud when you're facing hardship. And when you do that, personalize them. Instead of saying us, say me. So let me read these words right now and let them sink down in your spirit. I'm going to personalize them for you. Who will separate you from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. No, in all these things, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. God will always be with you. There is absolutely nothing, nothing as in no thing, nothing that can separate you from him, from God or his love. It doesn't matter what you've done. 
It doesn't matter what they did to you. It matters because it hurt, but that doesn't change God. And even if things are hard for you right now, believe there's a new day coming, y'all. There's a new day coming. I'm saying to believe it. You got to believe it because sometimes it's hard. It's hard to envision something better when you're going through hell. But friends, the Bible is clear and it says, weeping may endure for the night. You may be crying your eyes out at night, but joy is coming in the morning. It's true. And you know this. You've experienced that joy following the weeping. Because God is good, and he gives us good things. If you've had a prodigal child come home, you know that joy I'm talking about. <laughs> that joy. If you've been set free from a prison of addiction, yes. anger, resentment, bitterness, jealousy, if you've been set free from that by Jesus Christ, you know the joy I'm talking about. Amen. If you've buried someone, and then later you got to celebrate a new life, you know that joy. You know the joy that came in the morning. And I want you to remember, there's always going to be joy in the morning because there's always going to be God with us. Emmanuel, the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the God who was, who is, and who always will be with us. Amen? Amen. Will you bow your heads? Oh, Lord, we love you so much. God, thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that your word cuts through all the chatter. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. Lord, thank you for your word. And I pray right now, Father God, that your word is bringing healing to burning hearts, hearts that need a touch from you, God. God, you're with us. Lord, I pray that those who've lost someone and they're struggling right now in this season and they're, they're trying their best to put on a good face, a happy face, like they're okay. Lord, remind them you're with them. Remind them you're holding them up, Father God. I thank you for who you are, Lord. You are truly Emmanuel with us. We know you're with us, God. And I know that you are healing broken hearts. Nobody's too far gone, Lord. You see us where we are. You're always there, Lord. Thank you for that. God, provide a way for those who are struggling financially right now. Provide a way, Lord. Show them that you are with them. Provide for their every need, Lord. Your word says you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord, thank you that you are providing everything we need, whether it's healing, hope, encouragement, finances, whatever it is, Lord, be Jehovah Jireh in our lives right now. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you are the great I am. Whatever we need, you are. And that you are with us. You're a very present help in time of need. You lead us, you guide us, you never leave us. Thank you for that, Lord. I pray today, Lord, that your word sinks down in our hearts and minds and that we're changed forever, Lord. We love you, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name.